when we were on holiday last year, Esther spent a good proportion of every day trying to walk on water. And she'd, she'd, be, she'd stand on the side of the pool, she'd step in, not walk on water, then she'd go and get out, she'd stand on the side of the pool, she'd get it, she'd, and she'd try over and over and over again. And I said, Esther, why? Why are you trying to do this? And she said, well, you know, God can do miracles. So one day, you know, it might happen one day. I know it probably won't, but it might. And I think there's got to be this possibility for hope in our Christian lives and our possibility for hope in our Christian walk. So this story is in the context of the feeding of the 5,000. So Jesus had just fed all of those people. um, And we we heard about that last week. And then the people saw, saw the sign that Jesus performed and they decided that they were going to make him king by force. Sounds a great thing to do, doesn't it? They, they were trying to force him to be king. Um, but Jesus didn't want to do that. That's not the way that he was going to do um, his kingliness. It wasn't the way he was going to rule. He wasn't going to be forced into it by anybody. Um, and so he goes off um, to pray. He, it says he withdraws again to a mountain by himself. Um, there's a few interesting things about this passage which, looking through the commentaries, they don't really answer the questions that I have, to be honest. So the first thing is um, that I thought was, why have the disciples gone off without Jesus? They've gone off to the lake and they set off across the lake. So they go off without Jesus. Why did they set off without him? Perhaps he told them to go. Or maybe they just decided they didn't need him with them. And I thought, that's, that's our first mistake most days, isn't it? When we decide that we don't need Jesus with us. We can do this without Jesus. This is just a simple, a simple part of life. We don't need Jesus' help, uh, perhaps you could say. But actually, uh, we see from the trouble they get themselves into, they did need Jesus' help. And it would have been much better for them had he been in the boat, um, and, you know, by all accounts. Um, so they, the, the disciples are in the boat and they set off the lake for Capernaum. Um, according to my research, it's about 11 miles wide. And they're, um, according to this uh, passage, they're about three or four miles in. And it was dark um, and a strong wind suddenly starts blowing and the waters grew rough. Um, I've heard people saying, or perhaps preaching, that actually um, in the Lake of Galilee, suddenly things can suddenly go quite crazy quite quickly. Um, and, but they were hardened fishermen, so they should be able to have coped with a little bit of a squall. Um, and um, it says, the strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they'd rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. Now, it's hard to know what they are frightened about. What are they, are they afraid because they saw Jesus walking on the water? Are they afraid because the storm is storming around them? You know, what, what exactly were they frightened about? And Jesus said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. What is he saying, don't be afraid of? You know, because they probably, you know, if, if there'd been all this furore where they just, they'd just left behind them, so they left behind this amazing sign. 5,000 people were fed. This huge miracle. I mean, a, you know, stunning miracle with all these people fed. And then, there's all, you know, some of these people have decided they're going to make your leader king. And that's not what he wants. Um, and, and, and then, you know, they, they go in this boat and then there's a storm. And then you see someone walking on the water. I mean, that's a bit of a crazy day, right? 
you know, how, <laughs> you're walking a kind of a line of reality there, thinking, is this really happening? Am I genuinely awake? This is all, this is all totally mad. You know, these things that are happening to me. And so it's no wonder that they were a bit afraid. Um, but we don't quite know what they're afraid of. You know, there's the walking on the water in itself um, is, is an interesting miracle, isn't it? It's against the laws of physics. Um, it's not quite what you would expect. And it wasn't like Jesus was always walking on the water. He didn't do that as a regular thing. You know, whenever you see films and Jesus is represented in a more kind of comic way, he's always walking along the water, isn't he? Has anyone seen, um, um, oh, what's it called? Bruce Almighty. And, um, and God is um, Morgan Freeman in that. And um, Morgan Freeman is just sort of wandering across the water like that. Like, you know, he always does it. But we only ever see Jesus walking on the water once. According to the reading that I did, this is actually a representation of Exodus. Can anyone remember what happened in Exodus? Come on, tell me what it might be representing from Exodus. Yeah, the Red Sea parting. Um, I was just thinking this morning, uh, I saw a cartoon of the Red Sea, Moses parting the Red Sea and a little child going, it's a bit muddy. Um, and that's kind of how we see life, isn't it? That something amazing and miraculous is happening in front of us. And we're like, oh, oh, I don't want to get my feet muddy. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be drowned in that, in that water. But um, um, it's, yeah, so this miracle is a sort of representation of the parting of the Red Sea apparently. Um, And Jesus is showing that he has power and authority over everything. Jesus is in authority. He can do absolutely anything. Which, you know, Esther, Esther tried her best to walk on water, but we all know that that was very, very unlikely ever to happen. You know, even a massive miracle, she might have been able to do something, but, you know, but there was no need for that miracle at that particular time. But, um, but Jesus walked on the water. But to, to still their nerves, he said, it is I, don't be afraid. Um, in the other three Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels, um, they say, take courage. Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. And Jesus is saying to us, don't be afraid, because it's him. Yahweh, you know, I am who I am. Jesus said, don't be afraid. Because I'm, it, it is I. It's, I am who I am. And um, so often we forget that Jesus can help us in every single situation. You know, we leave Jesus on the shore and we go out in our little boats of life and we forget that Jesus is there and he can help us. He can help us with absolutely everything that is going on in our lives. It's a good reminder to know that whatever we're afraid of, that Jesus' presence in itself is enough. Jesus is, is enough to help us in every single situation. Um, the chapter, uh, verse 21 says, Then they were willing to take him into the boat. But there's, I think we, should, we often forget there's an, a second miracle here. There's another miracle. It says, Immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. That's a bit crazy, isn't it? So Jesus, they're right in the middle of the Lake of Galilee. They're three or four miles in. And they see Jesus. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. Then they think, okay, Jesus, come in the boat with us. And the next thing they know, they're back on the shore. What is that about? Why? 
Why did that happen? None of the commentaries tell me that, so if anyone's got an answer for that, you're welcome to let me know. Um, But why? Jesus has done this amazing miracle by walking across the water, and suddenly they're all at the shore again. So it's a really interesting thing to try and bend your mind around, isn't it? Why, why is that happening? What, what's that about? Um, some, some of the commentaries have said, well, maybe it's because uh, they were quite near to the shore previously. And it, you know, it took so long that to, to this conversation and things, by the time that they'd finished this, you know, they, were, they were at the shore. I don't think so. I think this suggests that there has been a, a kind of a physical miracle. But what it reminds me of... And, and, and kind of helps me to think about is that when we seek out Jesus' presence, he can do something in a moment that we've been trying to do for a long time. He can change things in a very short amount of time that we've perhaps been struggling with for years. There's, there's things in our lives maybe that we, we think, gosh, you know, I've been working really hard to whatever it is. But Jesus can, in a moment, he can, he can say, it is I, don't be afraid. He can help us. On Friday, um, I wanted to go and visit somebody. And I really wished I'd spent more time praying before I did. Because I went on a big, long, um, kind of, um, I, I did a big circle of different places looking for this person, doing different things. And I think if I prayed about it, I think God would probably have helped me to kind of find my way to this person a lot more quickly and easily. And I, and I kind of did a lot of legwork in the hot sun. Um, and um, and I, I think, actually, that so often we do a lot of legwork rather than saying, God, what do you want me to do? How are you going to help me in this situation? You know, I, I need your help. But we want to do the legwork, don't we? We want to look like we're, we're busy people. My grandparents um, used to live down the track from us when I was a child, and um, their constant kind of refrain was, you young people, you're always rushing about. And I think they, they used to particularly say that of my mother, which I, she used to ignore them. Um, <laughs> but they would, they would be always saying, oh, you're always rushing about doing this, that, and the other. And I kind of reflected on that a little bit, and I was thinking, yes, we always are rushing about, and do we really need to be rushing about as much as we do? Because Jesus wants to help us, and he doesn't want us to be like that. You know, because when you're rushing about, you don't have time to stop and talk to people. You don't have time to stop and, um, you know, visit those people who really need visiting or speak to those people who, who need speaking to. And we can be so, well, I can be so kind of focused on my next task that I forget that there are people in between that I need to talk to. And, you know, family members, for example, or, you know, whatever. Um, so... We, we see here that um, uh, the disciples saw Jesus approaching and they were frightened. But what is, our, what is our response to seeing Jesus approaching? How do we feel about it? It's interesting to think about that, isn't it? How, how would you feel in an extreme situation if Jesus suddenly appeared in front of you? Would you be scared? Would you be nervous? Would you be excited? How would you feel? Maybe you'd be expecting him. Ah, oh, Jesus, I've been expecting you. you know, I've, been, I've been asking you to come for ages and here you are. Praise God. Or maybe you might be a little bit perturbed. What happened here? I think the thing that we do need to remember is that um, our faith is a living faith. Jesus is a living God. 
What is the point of our faith if Jesus can't do miracles for us too? He wants to. And our faith is in a person who can miraculously change everything. And this person loves us so much. He really wants to see transformation in our lives. There's the old saying that Jesus loves us exactly as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us like that. And I genuinely believe that he wants to do miracles in our lives if we let him. So let's just pray for a moment. Let's, let's just have a, a moment of quiet and then I'll pray. Lord Jesus, you are a miraculous person. You are our God and we love you. And Lord, we long to see you working in our lives. Lord, help us to be people who seek out your presence and seek you to do the things in our lives, Lord. I pray that you would help us to stop rushing around, but actually to be people who listen to you and listen out for you in every area of our lives. Lord, we long to see you working miracles in our lives, in our friends' lives, those around us, Lord. Please help us to seek for you more. In Jesus' name. Amen.